0: Set yourself a New Year goal, they said. It'll be fun.
1: (sighs) Perhaps swimming in the Irish Sea wasn't such a good idea. Set a more achievable goal, like taking control of your finances, with personalised money insights in the Bank of Ireland app. It'll help keep track of your spending, like changes to bills, or you might have too many subscriptions.
2: See your tailored money insights, because your financial well-being is our priority. Bank of Ireland. Begin. Bank of Ireland is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Great. There goes my towel. If you or a loved one gets hurt, you'll want a faster road to recovery. At Leia Healthcare's Urgent Care Clinics, you'll be seen by a consultant-led team in 60 minutes or less for injuries including breaks, burns and bub-bumps. Switch now at LeiaHealthcare.ie. Always a beat ahead for you and your family with Urgent Care in 60 minutes or less. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited trading as Leia Healthcare. Lay Healthcare Limited, trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland Urgent care clinics available to all aged 12 months and over wellbeing benefits available to Leia Healthcare members
3: The Left Wing, brought to you by Bank of Ireland a proud sponsor of
1: Irish Rugby
2: Never stop competing
1: This is the Rugby World Cup on the Left Wing
2: And welcome to the left wing. Well, we are here in our usual spot near the Ireland training. For the last time, lads, our last day doing it. There's
0: a sadness in the air. There is um, a sadness. Sadness in le- your eyes, Kim. Yeah, I, I am, I'm genuinely sad to be leaving tour. Um, we arrived up to training there. Or not to training, but their training venue just ahead of the press conference. And they're shipping and out it's some operation yeah. isn't it like two big trucks massive trucks packing you see, up all their gear I saw the, like, the, the oats that they brought from home I mean it's it's we never get to see this side of the the operation that's involved in moving a team oh, around else. the place it's incredible um, but yeah you could we were talking to a few members of the backroom team there as well and there definitely is a, a sadness to be leaving tour but I suppose it's on to the next stage isn't it
2: yeah and I suppose uh the big newsline out of today's press conference is about Robbie Henshaw. You just, you haven't just asked Paul O'Connell today. Yeah, it's, well, it's kind of nuts through. and bolts
3: question that we, you always ask, it's remiss of you not to ask, did everyone train? And, yeah. he, and he kind of paused Paul O'Connell and then he said, well, actually, he kind of said, yeah, everyone train. And he said, well, actually, Robbie Henshaw... Has a niggle, mm. and he'll go. He's getting further investigation on that, and we'll have more news for you tomorrow. I think I, that's pretty much what he said. Yeah. And to me, that's that's my my antenna will be up very high on that one. Like yeah. that doesn't sound good does, to me at all. It didn't sound good. No, um, very downbeat. Now we haven't got anything further than that. It does sound like there'll be an update, probably from Andy Farrell tomorrow. You know, they won't make any. They don't. You know, they've got thirty-two fit players. We, we as far as we understand, there was some doubt about James Ryan earlier in the week. But we expect him to be available. But, you know, they're in no rush if to rule anyone out or call anyone up. But certainly he won't be playing in Scotland this weekend, I think it's safe to say. So Which opens up the 23 yeah. jersey, and it's very unfortunate. And if it is more serious than that, and if it does rule Art- Robbie Henshaw out of the rest of the World Cup, I know he's not starting games, but all you have to do is look at the tape of, of the last game, and there's two cameos off the bench. He is a vital member of this squad. He's a vital member of this team. He is... It's a, it was an incredible luxury having him in that number 23 jersey. He would start for nearly every team here. And while Stuart McCluskey an excellent player, make him onto the bench. Maybe it would be Keith Earls, maybe it would be Jimmy O'Brien for that versatility. I I think Henshaw is very, very hard to replace. Um, you now, you do have Bundyaki starting and Gary Ringos outside of him but it just l- removes a layer of that depth that stands to you and it will be a major blow especially if it's a soft tissue injury incurred in, in curling training.
2: Yeah we'll get uh, further confirmation but I mean Robbie was out talking to us last week I mean you know hoping to get back into the starting team again you know you just your heart will go out to him if it is something serious Keane.
0: Yeah and I would agree with Rod like reading between the lines it, it doesn't sound good obviously we'll wait for the, the official line but Robbie Henshaw has had uh, hamstring injuries um, in the past as well so I mean it doesn't it doesn't bother well, he just like looked like he was getting right back to, I suppose, where he wanted to be. He's all, like Last season was ruined by injury as well, and he probably struggled when he came back to hit the heights that we all know he's capable of, and obviously in that time Bundiaki has made the 12 jersey his own, so yeah, just really unfortunate. Like we spent a lot of time over the last kind of couple of weeks saying how lucky Ireland have been with injuries, and again, I know that's a lot. Of, if it is down to the work that the SSC staff did in pre season, but we were talking to Kieran Ruddock about this on Sunday, and he's obviously an assistant to that, and he said there is a massive element of luck to it. So. I mean, picking up an injury in training, like it, it, happens. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do about it. Look, hopefully it won't be as bad as, as we fear. So I think it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do for on the bench. I mean, like when you look back through like Andy Farrell's 23s, he generally likes to have a centre, a centre on yeah. the bench. So like if you were to go that line, I think and you'd imagine that Stuart McCloskey would be a fairly kind of straightforward replacement, but. What Henshaw gives you is the ability to play 12 and 13 fullback at a bit of a push, uh, whereas McCloskey is obviously an out and out 12. So um, he would be imagined gunning to, to get a chance, but. Um Someone like Keith Earls and Jimmy O'Brien would, would offer you more versatility, but um, if Ireland are going to kind of double down on, on the power, which I kind of expect that they will, then you'd imagine that maybe Stuart McCloskey might be a, a nose ahead in that race.
2: Yeah, um, also asked uh, Paul O'Connell just about the line-out and how it's been going and what they've been working on uh, since the South Africa game a few weeks ago, and this is what uh, Paul O'Connell had to say.
1: We haven't done a lot different, really. Uh, you know, it just... You know, against South Africa, it was a tough start. They were good defensively. We were probably poor on our behalf and on, on, on the drill, and, you know, they managed to sneak an extra man in for one of the lineouts uh, close to their line, which was disappointing, um, but fair play to them. They, they were really good in the, at the start of the game. What I was delighted about was how the, the lads worked through it, how, how Ronan Kelleher and the lineout leaders worked through it and figured it out and got us back on track. Um, and Mainly, it's just been about having a look at at where things have gone wrong. Um, you know, we haven't trained any differently or done anything differently, really. It's been, you know, it's been real good learning for the lads. And luckily for us, you know, those learnings have come in, in games that we've won. Um, so, so you know, against a real good line outside this weekend again, who, who who can cause problems for teams. And I'm sure they'll cause us a few problems, be just down to how we react and, and how we handle them.
2: Paul O'Connell, he's always just a fascinating guy to listen to, isn't
1: he? I like they put
3: him up beside Aki today, and it was very unfair on Aki, I think, because if you put anyone beside Paul O'Connell, it's you know Aki a- a- is is an interview of his o- of his own and should be given the time. It's honestly, up, I don't mm-hmm. like when they put two people up together. I know it's maybe a little bit inside baseball, but you know you're gra- you naturally gravitate towards asking Paul O'Connell the majority of the questions because he will always give you very considered, very interesting answers and his status as a former player, as a coach, a former captain. He, he's, in a, you know, he's almost the perfect talking head for, for every topic. So, um, I thought he spoke. Yeah, he was, it was very interesting. I I, I do wonder about the, the line they're giving us where, that you know, Nothing's really changed about what maybe they should change something. Um, like they've been mm. saying, nothing's you know, we haven't done anything different about the line out, uh, for the last seven or eight weeks, and, and the line out keeps being a major issue. So maybe it's time to panic. There's probably I mean, the party uh, line, though, really Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah I mean, the,
0: the idea that Paul O'Connell hasn't got the, the line out leaders and the hookers locked in a dark room, I would say, look, like we had Dan Sheehan yesterday, and he kind of said it too. That's what I would mean, yeah, yeah. be yeah. surprised though if they, they have to, like, yeah. like,
3: it's such a major issue. And like, look, Scotland, like, Scotland will try and come after them there, and they'll yeah. go after Scotland. and I saw, yeah. I think got world be opt to put out a start yesterday their defensive line that's one of the best in the tournament it's it's been a real success um so it's not all bad in that front but you know they didn't really lay a glove on the south africans um but the south africans really went after him i thought the way he answered the question about you know how good south africa were and obviously they cheated by getting kits off into one of the lineouts but that's smart he would admire that as well as being annoyed by it i think um scotland are not the, the same force but like the one time scotland did beat ireland in the last um, it, was, it was nine games ago isn't it in the 2017 the day the bus was laid it wasn't just the bus that beat Ireland that day uh, line-out, the, the line out did a big, <laughs> bigger job in them as well and that was um, an area of weakness for Ireland that day and that's something that they just had to be honoured at, at every turn like, th- th- we all know that this is a really dangerous game for Ireland Like, I think we all expect them to win I, I think I speak for everyone in that but it's a dangerous game and you got to be right in every area and line out's so important to the way they play the way they score it's key so like yeah, hopefully they're doing the same thing. If they, if that's what they're doing, is going to fix it. They have to fix it though. They're not going to win the World Cup but they don't fix it.
0: Yeah, not ideal for James Ryan obviously to get that wrist or hand injury um, against South Africa. Now they've said he's been training fully the last couple of days, but he certainly missed training last week. And he's obviously Ireland's main line-out caller. And um, I thought Ian Henderson was outstanding when he came on. I wonder if Henderson might be involved, get a start. Starts, um, yeah. Well,
3: if, if Ryan hasn't trained fully this week, I wonder will they decide to give Henderson, having been really good off the bench and being you know being a leader in the in the end. Game, you know, and and you know, keep if, if Ryan is fit enough, put him on the, like it, it's, a, it's a bit of a much for muchness, but I think Henderson playing well. Yeah, I like
0: I, I totally get your logic. I think if Ryan is fit, I would be very surprised if he doesn't start, like given that how integral he is to the team. Also, what Henderson brought off the bench, but if we're to take it that Dan Sheehan is going to start, then mm-hmm. Dan Sheehan and Ian Henderson I thought linked up really well yeah. in yeah. that South Africa game, so there could be an argument to it, but I would still expect James Ryan to, to be in there. He's so important to Ireland.
2: So, two changes in the pack, is that where we're?
3: Yeah, I wouldn't expect. I mean, there's, there is a debate over Murray or, or Gibson Park, but I'd expect them to stick with, with Gibson Park at this stage. I, I, I'd argue that Murray should start, but, the, like, it's. It's very, it's a tight, tight call either way, um, and I don't see. I think there was a bit of a case to be made for Henshaw, but obviously he's not fit. So, I mean, why would you take Mundiaki out of the team? He's in such great form, and the back three is the back three. You're not dropping Johnny Sexton anytime soon. So, yeah, like why? It's it, it is the last 16 game. It's the first of the knockout games. They've had two weeks off. There's no need to rotate. I don't see a need apart from getting Sheen into the team. And just if Ryan hasn't been able to train fully, and they've been running this line out and trying to fix the line out with Henderson. Calling it, and he's a very good caller, like Ian Henderson, very experienced player. There's an argument there, but I think apart from that. Um, I don't see see much what do you reckon?
0: Yeah I totally agree I, like I said I think if James Ryan is fit that, that he will start um, ahead of Ian Henderson I totally get the logic but I would Dan Sheehan being the the only change and I would absolutely 100% have Jack Conan on the bench probably at the expense of Ryan Baird which is a little bit unfortunate on him don't think he's done anything wrong but I've made this point earlier that there has to be an eagerness to get Jack Conan up to speed before a potential quarter final so um, I would fully expect him to be involved Unless the, con- the Celtic conspiracy is true oh, yes. and the Yes, going to run which, which of course the, the C, it isn't. the C team
3: and engineer a result with Scotland that will put South Africa in a World Cup. We're all we were watching today. Any Scotland? There was no sign of any Scottish me- emissaries at training, so we think it's probably going to be pretty well, strong. Well,
2: now that Razi Rasmus is, is following both the IRFU and sc- oh, <laughs> Razi,
3: uh, incredible stuff. That's so oh, incredible stuff.
2: It has been. So you were kind of debating this as well this morning in terms of you know what he said and who's best. I, I, yeah, we
3: we are going to like. I, I think once Ireland win, they're in a great position. Mm. But right now, South Africa have three games to win a World Cup. You know, look, obviously, the, 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 there's not going to be a scenario where South Africa are knocked out by Ireland and Scotland. It would just be impossible, almost, and it would be deeply suspicious as well. <laughs> Ireland throwing an intercept pass in the last minute to get the to, to get the result they need. But um, I just think, yeah, I mean, three, you know, having a week off in the Cote d'Azur before you kick into gear for a quarterfinal against France next week—a France team who have a major doubt over their best player and Julian Marchand as well. That's a pretty good position to be in i think the break week has fallen well for them albeit they would have preferred to beat ireland i mean I, the, the whole thing where you know people are saying that uh, this is almost a game by erasmus that's i don't buy that one bit oh not at all like i mean they need, they wanted to beat ireland you could yeah. see by the way they were their oh, yeah, crestfallen yeah. at the end oh, but, uh, there was
0: some yeah, absolute nonsense like coming out after that game um can't remember who it was but they said that they didn't want to beat ireland because they wanted to play france they wanted to avoid the all blacks i mean just absolute rubbish, but um, yeah, I'd see Rassi Rasmussen now only following two accounts: the IRFU's R- the account and the Scottish Rugby. He's unit.
3: trolling off the ball as well. He's uh, <laughs> like he's obviously got a lot of time in his hands out there. And he needs to just get out into the sun, into the, the sunbeds and kind of enjoy the fact that he's got a love. Go it though, as well. ah, great. pure great the value they've buddies. given us. Like yeah. I just thought, it was so shocked at Nienaber. Neen- like the, the reason this conspiracy thing has gone legs, and we had to ask. I felt I had to ask um, about it yesterday. It was because Jack Nienaber took it a face value. He answered the question. He didn't go. I have a lot of respect for our. In Scotland, and I don't, you know, I don't believe they'd ever do that. He said that would be match fixing, and it would be very disappointing if it happened. And we were keep rugby clean. Tears. I was shocked that he t- that he took it at face value, like the future Leinster coach is even entertaining the notion that Ireland and Scotland will come to rage. I thought it was bizarre, but it's given us so much to talk about this, this week between the, himself and Razzie. Like, even though they're not playing this week, they're still... I,
0: I know you I were th- saying that Ireland are in their heads. I think they're in our heads a little bit as well. No, I think they are. I mean, I, yeah, I was writing about this in in our debate piece today. I mean, I know the Cranberries, like, zombie has become the, the anthem, but like, in the last few weeks, I think the chorus in your head in your head has become more yeah, kind of, you know, so. relevant because Ireland are in South Africa's head. I think they're in New Zealand's head when you think of Ian Foster's coming comments yeah. that he came out with already trying to sow the seeds ahead of a potential quarter final cash so has this ever happened in Irish rugby where you have all the big that's, boys that's kind the of, price of being number one yeah. well that's it I mean and it comes with a, a price as well but I, I just don't think Andy Farrell or the coach like this set of coaches read anything into that at all maybe in a previous year you know it might have gotten under their skin but I think it's water off a duck's back for Andy Farrell and that's reflective in the players as well we were talking about this earlier Sinead um on the video that we did that Dan Sheehan was saying, you know, there's a danger that you can overhype games and I feel like, you know, Dan Sheehan is like the kind of the personification of the younger, the younger guys who don't have the emotional baggage from previous World Cups. They're just used to winning. It's not like they're taking like Scotland lightly, but they're just like, you know, it's another game kind of mentality and they don't really get overawed by it and I think that comes from Farrell as well.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think Farrell sets a very good tone and like he just doesn't you can ask him about her coach's comments. He doesn't really ever like get involved. He just doesn't, it's water off duck's back as you doesn't say. does yeah. Doesn't bite at all. It's not something, like he's interesting in other ways but he doesn't get involved in the mind game stuff. I think he kind of just sees it as superfluous nonsense, really. You know, and and you know, I'm sure he'll be asked, like you know, even the seven-one thing before the box game. He just didn't want to talk about it. He wanted to help his own team and setting a tone for his own team. But he um, answered that
2: well though at the time by saying, you know, he welcomed it. You know, yeah, and he liked yeah. the idea. But that's that it. Like he wasn't,
3: you know, he wasn't getting ruffled was, by no, it at all. You know, and you know, not, the no. point you make with Sheen is interesting because like there's a whole generation of Irish rugby players who've grown up their whole lives watching Ireland win. Now, not at World Cups. But they've never like dancing has never been involved in a failing irish team and and um, before the last world cup quarterfinal, steve hansen before and after he talked about a lot about experience and he said that you know before the game they were asked a lot about how experienced ireland were and then after he said well a lot of that experience was losing experience so johnny sexton conor murray these guys all of their world cup quarterfinal experience is heartache and he said you know, that's not necessarily a good thing. You know, people say experience is a good thing, but if you've only experienced bad you know, bad bad experiences in a bit in these big games, that can come back to bite you, that can lead to anxiety. Whereas Doris, Keller, she and these you know, Keenan this this new generation don't aren't touched by that. And I do think that the older players seem to have reached a level of maturity now and
0: confidence and steely determination they, they it maybe it's going to be a, yeah, they, yeah I think like the likes of uh, Johnny Sexton and you know uh, Peter O'Mahony it's like a they, good mix I- you exactly know, you, yeah. you have to have those guys who we're talking about your Keith Earls and your Conor Murrays I mean you have to have experience but I think they really kind of Bounce well off the younger guys, and maybe they're thinking maybe we shouldn't have this emotional baggage if, if these young guys don't. So it's a good mix.
2: Yeah, and actually O'Connell spoke well today about that emotion and trying to handle it and not you know delving into that as much as previous teams would have done in the past. Yeah,
0: and like the tests,
3: the tests are to come because they've got three pool. I I actually look at it; they did three pool games, and this is the first knockout game. And Ireland have never won a knockout game in a World Cup. They didn't even win a preliminary quarter final when they had one in in uh, 1999. They. You know, this is a different team, but that historical baggage is there, and it will be referenced. That you know, if they get through this game next week, they'll be asked about the quarterfinal curse. And until they win a quarterfinal against probably New Zealand, maybe, maybe France, maybe Italy. They will, they will Stay be on. asked about it forever. Right? Well, you know, just keeping <laughs> on. Yeah, you know, I don't
0: want <laughs> to. The, the Italian th- listeners, th- they they say, um,
3: very loyal uh, followership in, on YouTube in Italy. But no, they'd, like, they'd, they'd, I think that will be a big, big talking point next week. But it actually, I think is a factor this week because there is pressure on their shoulders. It's, yeah. it's been seen as a bit of a free hit for Scotland. No one expects Scotland to get the result they need. And Ireland just have to go out there and perform in the way they did in New Zealand, in the way they did during the Grand Slam. You know, they they, they have shown us that they can do it. But now the pressure is different, and we don't know what the mix of the crowd is going to be like in the, instead of France. Saturday will be more Scots. You know, we will be you know have people booked their quarter final rather than this game. You know, it's going to be. A different dynamic, and it's not the same as the Springbok game. It's about backing it up. But they've become quite good at doing that.
2: Yeah, and no, it certainly have. Um Well, I also caught up with former Scotland and Connacht out half Dan Parks in his home in Australia about the game this weekend, and also about the situation in Australian rugby.
4: It's been unreal. Like uh, in Scotland here, the coverage of all the games has been um, really well received, and Stan Sport have been a great provider, so we're, we're able to get all the games. Um, the shortened versions or the long versions, but yeah, no, it's it's obviously been lots of quality and to watch um, Ireland beat South Africa, I thought it was was immense. You know, obviously I think it, we all know South Africa probably kicked a few more goals. It might have been a different story, but um, ultimately Ireland continued that amazing run. I think it's 16 straight wins now, so um, that's been pretty special. And then Scotland in their first game, they obviously struggled early doors against, um, against South Africa, but uh, yeah, they just couldn't get into any flow and attack. And um, that was, I'm sure, for most Scottish supporters, it was really frustrating to see them not be able to get that flow. But since then, um, they've certainly turned things around in that game against Romania. Um, last weekend, was it was just so good to watch, the way they uh, they really stretch Romania really well. And, you know, if they can do anything like that against Ireland, then it will cause some headaches for Ireland. But I think we all know Ireland are a very, very quality outfit, so it's going to be a lot tougher. But, yeah. Um, yeah, he's hoping Scotland, um, yeah, can make it um, a real, well, a real, uh, World Cup game because you know it's all on the line. I think from what I'm seeing, a lot of the uh, commentary is about um, Ireland already going through the world uh, through to the finals, and I think Scotland, if anything, they've been the underdog, or certainly, certainly keeping a low profile. And um, yeah, I'm I'm sure that Ireland and uh, Andy Farrell, uh, the coach, he certainly certainly won't be taking them for granted. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, do you think all that talk from outside the Ireland camp, do you think that will rile up the Scotland players?
4: No, as I said, I, I, I don't... Yeah, as I, I'm not really buying into it much. I don't think Gregor Townsend is either. I think he even made a comment the other day that, you know, he's he's certain that Ireland and their staff, and they're certainly taking it as if it's not a given. And that's the reality, you know. Like, um, again, I could be incorrect here, but if, if Scotland win by more than eight and deny Ireland a bonus point, is that right? They go through? Yeah, so... Um, you know, that's a that's a very achievable um, opportunity. So, yeah.
2: And do you find if Scotland have to, you know, really go for it like that, that that could bring out the best of them? Or do you think they'll have to play a tighter game? What way do they need to approach it this weekend, do you think?
4: Oh, I think they can't go against what what works for them. You know, as I said, again, unfortunately against South Africa, the, the brand they were trying to play, it, it didn't work. Um, if anything, I think they probably tried to, tried to play a little bit too much through 10 on that occasion. Um, whereas we saw on the weekend they were more hitting their pods and going out the back of their pods. Um, I, I, I think that's probably going to be more suitable. Um, and and if they can get some flow, flow's the key. So if some of those big fellas can get some momentum and then the likes of Finn and uh, and the centre combinations can start playing off that, they're going to be dangerous. Like We've seen what you know, the likes of Dusty Graham on the wing, I don't know who the team is, but Kyle Stain and, and obviously Dewar. And If they can get their fair share of ball, then Scotland can score points. And um, and as we just discussed, they only got to win by more than eight. And, um, you know, that's very achievable, but it's not going to be easy, but it certainly is a, an achievable goal. Yeah,
2: do you think this game will suit Finn Russell a bit more than what happened against South Africa?
4: Well, as I said, I think it's just going to depend on how they play it. You know, clearly the way the South Africans defend in particular, that swarming, like he just had no time whatsoever. And all his options were taken from the outside. Um, and they did well, South Africa. They did extremely well, but... Uh, as Ireland tend to do, they found a way to get around that and um, yeah, they managed to score points, which is the key, clearly, in, in any game of rugby and in particular um, against South Africa because teams have really struggled to score against them. But Ireland managed to find a way and they just managed to score enough to win. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's going to, it goes well for an exciting game. I think Ireland have certainly had the wood over Scotland in recent times, um, you know, and I think that's the case with Ireland over most nations, you know, as we said, they won 16 straight, so they're certainly in a rich vein of form. And um, yeah, it's I just think it's an it's an amazing it's an amazing pool that, that one because it's it's really tight. And I'm sure there's been plenty of commentary about it. Um, and you look at some of the other pools and you think, uh some of those teams have got away a little bit lighter than what certainly Pool B has been. But you know, if you get through the pool, then you take a lot of confidence going through into the quarters and the semis.
2: Yeah, Ireland certainly seem to have been a bit of a bogey team for Scotland. You know, Scotland haven't beaten them since uh, 2017, obviously, in Murrayfield. Will that count for much or, you know, will that come into play at all psychologically? Because Ireland do seem to have that psychological edge over Scotland. And perhaps we expected more from Scotland in the second half in Murrayfield in the Six Nations earlier this year because they were right in that game.
4: Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, there were some really crucial moments in that second half in particular, which obviously didn't go in Scotland's favour, but um, I don't think it'll count for much. I think at the end of the day, you know, Ireland ha- would have an amazing amount of self-belief within that group and, you know, great team unity and they'll trust what they do, trust their processes. And and I'm sure that's the conversations that have been going through the, the group all throughout the week and throughout the tournament. You know, at the end of the day, they've been South Africa and I think, you know, certainly over here, a lot of people have been saying how South Africa should win this World Cup and then all of a sudden... Ireland come out and beat them, and I think it just goes to show the quality of, uh, as I said, the structures and the, the systems are in place with wow. with Ireland. Um, they're in a really strong position, and but it's that's the amazing part of rugby, right? Like the reality is, if if things go Scotland's way and they get the bounce of the ball, and they get a few calls go their way, and and we've also seen how the red card rules can apply. And you know, if things go their way in that regard, you know, who's to say Scotland can't do it? It would be amazing, and it would be an incredible achievement. And that's why I was saying it's it's such a shame that the one, two and five, fifth ranked team are all in that same pool because it's it's made it difficult and it's going to be a shame that one of them will drop out.
2: Yeah. Before I get your prediction, what has been the feeling like um, in Australia? Obviously, mathematically, they still have a chance of getting into the quarterfinals, but realistically, that's unlikely to happen. Fiji just needs a, a point to get through. What is the feeling um, back in Australia about the way this World Cup has, has gone?
4: Oh, it's probably the same as what I'm sure it has been over in you know over in France and uh, really over all over the world. I know that um, certainly Eddie's copped a lot of a lot of flak, um, so it's no different here. You know, it's uh, it's it's and you know it's a bit of a dire state, I guess, for the game of rugby because um, Australia not qualifying. And the reality is is they they shouldn't. Fiji deserve to go through, and I'm sure they'll they'll get what's required for them to go through. Um, and at the end of the day, they deserve it. You know, the, Australia have lost two of their four games they lost comfortably to Wales which I think to a lot of people was a big upset I didn't really see it as an upset because from my understanding and from what I know about Wales once they get on a roll and they get confidence they're a very very tough team to play against and I played against them for years so I can understand that completely and they've obviously got on a bit of a role um, early in the tournament and the, the Fiji game against Australia well that was yeah that was right up in the air and, and to Fiji's credit they they were amazing to get that result. So. Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, Fiji have beaten England recently, so then you know they're a, they're a tough team to beat. And as I said, Wales, you know, if you look at the experience they got in that squad, like those players have delivered, and I think you know the captain's been amazing. Uh, we've certainly unearthed, unearthed the real talent there, and, and Warren Gatland has managed to galvanise that group. And so I think it's um, it's good good for world rugby, not so good for for Australian rugby because yeah, it's a bit of a uh, yeah, it's certainly a black day when, when I think you know when it when it comes to reality that they haven't qualified um for a World Cup. But you know, these things happen, these things work in cycles, and there's a lot of young players within that group. There was there's obviously been a lot of talk, um, you know, probably negatively around the selection of some of Eddie's big calls in particular around Hooper, Foley or Cooper being missed um being left out. You know, there's some big decisions there, and there's a lot of experience that was left back here in Australia and um, at the end of the day you know the guys that have been there you know they've they've done their best but believe really it hasn't been good enough and sometimes experience counts for something and I think you know if any country proved that it's Wales
2: and, and so finally before we leave you go who's winning this weekend Scotland or Ireland
4: Oh, well, again my, I would love to say Scotland I really would um, and I, I think they're capable of doing it I firmly believe they are because I, I know what that team can do and I know what certain individuals can do and, and a collective uh, as a team but um, I think you'd, you'd, you'd be mad to say that Ireland can't win or, or shouldn't win. And at the end of the day, that um, they, they realise they've probably got that buffer in order to get through. So it's going to be very hard for Scotland, but I, I I, I would think Ireland would win. But, you know, if Scotland can, as I said, get some of their natural game going, then they're in it you know, right up to the next. And I just hope it's going to be an exciting game. You know, I really do, because some of the, the – the games at this World Cup have been have been really exciting and I'm I'm hopeful this one will be a classic because it should be. You know, as I said, there's three teams in this pool are in the top five and, and it's a shame that one of them's gonna miss out. And, um but I'm looking forward to watching it, as I'm sure the the rest of the world are.
2: Okay, lads, that's it from us. I'm nearly packed. What were you?
4: About halfway there. Halfway? Yeah,
3: I haven't got loaded up the car. Everyone else getting the train. I'm driving driving up to Paris and really looking forward to tackling the Arctic (laughs) Freedom
0: roundabout. Good luck with that. I I got a taxi home around it um, last weekend after the match and it was chaos. At about half two in the morning, it may as well have been midday. It was every match for itself. Well, I didn't really enjoy it because our French taxi driver was. was talking to one of our French-speaking colleagues in the front seat, and as he entered the roundabout, he just turned and was, like, actively talking to him, not looking at the road. Like, I thought that was the end for me. It my head
2: when people turn around while they're (laughs) driving. Especially when you're going on to,
0: like, one of the most dangerous roundabouts um, ever. But, I mean, my big thing about Paris is this bedbugs. Bedbugs, yes. All the thoughts of it. I know. You're
2: even talking about it. So I'm going back
0: to the same hotel that I was in for this Springboks game. Really nice hotel. But, I mean, the first thing I do when I'm... Getting is there is having the a good bed. look, yeah. Well, yeah. Ha- having a good look. I mean, but the worst thing is you can't off- always see them. So yeah, that's that and kind of adds to the sadness, I think, of leaving tour, doesn't it? That oh we're, yeah. we're heading into like a bed bug. Well, the forecasts
3: go for the weekend. That's the that's the good yeah. news, and ah, look, a keep big them away. Game to, no, it just makes it easier to be outside. <laughs> yeah. Apparently don't put your suitcase. In, someone gave me a tip yesterday on Twitter. Is like, don't put your suitcase in your bed because that's or
0: how you bring it home with you.
2: So well, anyone going to Paris or this leave weekend, your maybe open. don't get into your bed. I did. Yeah,
0: I got destroyed by mosquito. Yeah, yeah. But I had, the last, oh, I had the last laugh though Let's just say that Oh yeah you I had the oh, yeah, last laugh I, I heard I about that Anyway we'll have, to, we'll have the animal cruelty people on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing
2: <laughs> Well uh, that is it from us on tour We are going to be back again With another podcast From the Arlington Hotel Out in the middle of nowhere Rory Sure it is we, It's we, been right? an hour north if, of if we of, actually It's on a get golf there. course
3: An hour north of Paris And it's not in Paris at all Like the, yeah. uh, You look at the Google Maps And it's just green all around it So I'm sure it's very nice, but uh, not
0: very handy.
2: Not not very handy. Uh, So we will have a podcast after the team announcement from there tomorrow.
0: Listen and follow The Left Wing wherever you get your podcasts.